This is the Horse Radio Network. You're listening to the Athletic Equestrian Riding in College podcast. I'm your podcast host, Sally Batten, and I spent over 35 years coaching collegiate equestrian teams. Want to ride like a varsity athlete? Sally Batten's book, The Athletic Equestrian, is now available to order. Whether competing in the show ring or riding at home on the trail, Every rider wants to be more secure and balanced in the saddle and effective with their aids. This innovative guide uses highly effective exercises honed over Coach Sally's 35-year coaching career to develop your athleticism on horseback. This proven rider training system will sharpen position and vastly improve your skills in the saddle. Order now at www.athleticequestrian.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Athletic Equestrian Riding in College podcast. I'm your podcast host, Sally Batten, and I have been interviewing collegiate coaches and riders and organizations and affiliated organizations. And today I have the honor to speak to a rider, and she is Juliana Empey. She is from Chester Springs, Pennsylvania, and she will be a senior at Penn State this fall. She's pursuing a degree in animal science with a minor in equine science. And besides just being able to speak to a collegiate rider and find out about her collegiate search, she has just won the prestigious Cachillon Cup at the 22 Intercollegiate Horse Show Association National Championships. So we'll be talking about that. But first, I want to say welcome, Juliana, to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Sally. So before we find out, I really want to hear all about the Cachillon Cup. I, I was able to be there and watch you, and I was able to commentate the, the live stream. But before we get to that, let's talk about how you started riding and uh, where you started and uh, lead us up to that. Go, go through your, your high school riding too. Okay. So I'm, I was lucky enough that my parents moved to a small farm uh, in Chester Springs, which is where I actually currently live when I was just two years old. Um, and we have a four stall barn. So I kind of grew up around horses and I probably started riding around five years old. Uh, I didn't start competing until probably around, I want to say eight or maybe a little later than that. Um, Do your parents I, ride? Uh, my mom rides um, casually. We go on lots of trail rides and okay. things like that. But no, my parents didn't uh, do any really serious riding. Um so I kind of grew up showing in the Pony Hunters, eventually moved on to the Pony Jumpers, and then later in my junior career started showing in, you know, rated shows uh, that was doing Pony Jumpers. And then I did, you know, the equitation, um, more, more jumpers up to the meter 25 level. But and then, you know, that was all through high school. I did have the opportunity to attend uh, USCF medal finals, which was really exciting, but that was kind of the extent of my equitation career. I didn't 
uh, go to any of the other finals. <laughs> We're a little farther away. Well, um, that that's that's a big accomplishment, though. Oh yeah, no, it was super exciting, and uh, I was lucky. You know, Harrisburg's right in my backyard, but <laughs> we didn't think that my equitation horse would jump around it at a. <laughs> um McClay finals in Kentucky so we kind of tapped it out there but so so how did how did you do at Harrisburg um I mean she jumped around I was super happy with my round we didn't obviously make the uh top 25 or anything it was you know she she was a little bit of a spooky horse but I was just happy uh I was thrilled that she just jumped around and we had a we had a good day (laughs) oh that's good so then it, it comes to the time in high school when you're starting to look around and think about college. So talk a little bit about your college search. Yeah, I think my my college search is a little different from um, maybe, I mean, maybe some people share my experience, but I wasn't one of those kids who really had like a dream school or, you know, I wasn't really sure exactly where I wanted to go. Um, and so I applied a couple of places and ended up touring Penn State and just falling in love with it. And surprisingly enough, coming from a family that's, you know, living in Pennsylvania, I'm actually the first one in my family to attend Penn State. (laughs) But I, um, after my tour, I really fell in love with it. I, you know, had heard from people in the area who had ridden on the equestrian team and loved it. And it just seemed like a really great uh, amicable atmosphere that I wanted to kind of be a part of. So did you get recruited at all from uh, any other schools? Um, No, I, you know, I had briefly looked into NCEA teams um, and quickly found out that they're kind of looking for uh, when they're recruiting, looking for kids who have shown on the circuit, you know, all year round, bigger shows. And though I had had the opportunity to go to some bigger shows, uh, you know, I got to show at Devin and, Harrisburg, um, and, you know, a pony finals, but I, I had never really ridden with a big show barn and didn't travel the circuit. Um, and so I didn't really think I was going to be able to meet their, uh, standards for recruitment. And so I kind of set my sights on, um, I just say, well, that's awesome. So, so they missed out on you girl. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh, too kind. Yeah, you you flew under the radar. So <laughs> so you decide on Penn State. Um, and and so talk about once you got there, uh, making the team. Did you enter right into the open division? Kind of just talk about um, the beginning of your time at, uh, on Penn State Equestrian. Is it a club? Tell me all the details. Yes. Um, so our uh, team is actually all. It's all club. You know, it's student run and funded. Um, so I tried out my, the fall of my freshman year and I actually really, I had heard of IHSA, but I didn't really know much about it. Yeah. Um, and so kind of my introduction to IHSA was during tryouts when I showed up and, you know, you get on, they say, uh, you know, you're just going to jump around this course. Um, we did actually have the opportunity to flat around a bit maybe that was afterwards. I, I honestly it was so long ago, right. but basically the, you know, the whole experience, it is quite, it is quite new, um, to get on a horse and just have to go in and, you know, make a course look smooth and pretty, you know, it's definitely a unique. So that was kind of my tryout experience. And then afterwards, 
um, they, they post a list at the end of the day to see who made it. And I was lucky enough to join the team that year. And how, how many, um, riders are on the team? Is there a limit since it's club? I know at some clubs I've heard that, that they can't limit it to so many riders, but other clubs are able to be selective. I want to say we have around 60 members right now. Um, Yes. And we have both riding and associate members. So associate members can join and have all the benefits of being on the team, you know, all going to all our events and getting to come see the horses, you know, all that stuff. That's interesting. But without riding and then riding members, uh, obviously are the ones that are showing or, you know, lessening things like that. Right. Associate members. I've never heard of that. So, so they can join for a lower fee, I assume. Mm -hmm. Yes. And they, do they help out at the shows? Like, do they just walk? What do they do? Yeah. For our, um, at our home show each year, uh, associate members, um, come and help out as well as riding members. Riding members are also responsible for helping to run the whole show. And, you know, everyone kind of works together to help, uh, keep things running smoothly and get all the jobs that need to get done, done. Um, and you know, we all kind of pitch in and do our part. So yeah, riding and associate members together, we all have our responsibilities, but uh, I would say riding members have more just because of, you know, the privileges that you get as a riding member, you, you know, we're so lucky to have the horses that we do and be able to do um, everything. So everyone has to, you know, kind of help out and right. Keep our horses happy. Right. And, and where do you, where do you ride? It's, it's not, a. Um, it's not, Um, it's not owned. It's not on the campus. Yeah, no, we have, uh, our team runs out of Coker Equestrian Center, um, at, which is about 10 minutes off campus. And that's where all our team horses stay. It's, uh, um, my coach, Kristen, her farm, um, that's, you know, where all the state college series shows are held. And, uh, we're very, very lucky that Kristen allows us to have our horses there and that she teaches us all and is like our second mom as our, as our coach. Right. Right. And, and so your, your freshman year, you make the team and then talk about um, the transition from riding horses that, you know, to this catch riding. I assume in your career, you had done some catch riding, but this is real. You don't get any warm up. You don't get anything. You get on and you go in your, go in your classes. So um, talk a little bit about that. And also your, your freshman year, did you make it to regionals and zones and that sort of thing? Yeah, it was definitely, you know, um, it's definitely a new experience getting on a horse and just having to kind of figure them out. And it was definitely a learning curve for me. I'm, you know, I remember my first couple rounds were definitely not smooth or pretty, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, you just kind of have to figure out how to you know, think about your strategy and making sure you're paying attention during the warm up, seeing how horses ride. And, uh, um, it's kind of just, I think it just takes time for a lot of people. Um, and I, I, you know, I was lucky enough growing up to ride a lot of different horses and I think that helped me, but for sure, it's something that it just takes, um, it, it's takes a lot of getting used to, I think, just because we're so used to getting on and really feeling our horse and figuring out 
you know, how to ride them best. But uh, yeah, luckily I, after my first couple shows, I started to get in the groove a little bit and I was lucky enough to qualify um, for zones at regionals my freshman year. And then I qualified for nationals as well. Oh, wow. Um, I went on the team for, um, I went for the team as a flat rider for, uh, the, I'm blanking on the word. It's open. (laughs) I I went as open flat and fences. No, I was not a flat for open. I was, um, intermediate. Yes. I I went for intermediate flat for the team. Okay. Uh, that year, but I qualified individually as open over fences because I was, um, in, I was an intermediate, uh, flat okay. rider. Right. So you didn't, you didn't enter as an open rider. You entered no, as intermediate I, in both flat and fences. Uh, I entered as an open over fences, but as an intermediate flat. Okay. So an eight, five. Yeah. Okay. And where were the nationals that year? Do you remember? They were held in Syracuse. Oh, okay. Uh, which was really cool. And we took it, we were actually took a couple of horses up. So that was fun. We got to take care of them and, you know, yeah. help do all that. And I was done showing after the first day. So I got to just hang out and watch. Oh, and that's help, great. So that was fun. Yeah. So then COVID hit. Yes. <laughs> right. For your sophomore year. So you didn't, there was no nationals. Correct. I also um, took a gap year, my sophomore year. You know, I was there. And not, not during my sophomore year, but the following year, because COVID hit during the spring of my sophomore year. And I did right. one semester of online school, decided it was absolutely not for me. So I took a gap year, my, what would have been my junior year. So, uh, I was off for a whole entire year and this past year was actually my junior year. So what'd you do in your gap year? Um, I went and got connected with uh Val Renahan um and was a working student for her at Finley's Ridge. Um where is that? Uh she ha- is based out of um New York but they spend you know most of the year traveling around shows so I was it was a super cool experience for me because I you know never having been on the circuit got to go to shows and uh we went to Kentucky and then Michigan and wow. Ohio and you know, North Carolina and then to Florida. So I got to do the whole circuit there. So it was really cool. A great experience. So that's great. You had some, some real life experience in between your IHSA years and, and for your case, this doesn't matter, but just to remind, or I don't even think we've talked about it yet on the podcast, but um, once you join the IHSA, any experience that you get doesn't affect your level. So you were already at that point in open flattened fences. So you couldn't, couldn't have gone um, any higher, but let's say that you were a limit rider and then had all of this great experience. And, and let's say that you had enough uh, blue ribbons over certain heights to move you up. And I just say, that's not how it works. So uh, anytime that riders can can join, coaches love this when they can join at a lower level and then get a lot more experience <laughs> in between. So that's actually I'm, super interesting. I had no idea about that. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. So 
you know, you, you try if a, uh, I coached the Dartmouth team for 30 years. And if, if a rider said, I'm um, in my, uh, I've graduated from high school, I'm in my summer, you know, should I do all these horse shows and try to move up? And I'm like, no, <laughs> let's keep you. Coaches want to put you as low as they legally can. So let's yeah. keep you where you are. And then next summer, once you go home, you can get that more experience because mm-hmm. it, it won't push you up in the IHSA. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's a pretty cool thing. <laughs> okay. So back to you. So then you, so you take a year off and then you come back. Um, so what, what did that year teach you or what what did that year how did that year help you as far as once you came back to the IHSA season um it helped me in so many different ways uh just being on the ground and you know getting to watch lessons every single day um and I learn a lot from watching and being at these bigger shows I got to you know see a lot of big classes going, whether it was the equitation or, you know, higher level jumpers. Uh, I just got to see top riders going every single day, whether they were just warming up or, you know, actually in the show ring, just getting to see them go and ride different horses every single day. Um, as well as I was actually able to flat a lot of horses myself. Um, and so just getting to sit on different horses and, you know, all that experience watching, I think really, really helped my riding overall. Right. Right. So then we get into this year, you're in open flat and fences, which means that the, just as a reminder to our listeners, um, open flat and fences riders, not only can qualify for their individual classes by getting 20, at least 28 points, but that also enables their points to count towards the Cashion Cup, which is the most uh, prestigious class in the IHSA. So, so you went through this past year, and we know <laughs> that you uh, got enough points. And so, talk about your your postseason road. So, talk about regional zones and nationals. Um, I had a really good regionals. Um... I won the open flat and fences at regionals. Um, I had two teammates qualify uh, at zones for nationals as well. So we had a great zones. Uh, We qualified as a team and. Can I interrupt you? Can I interrupt you for a minute? Mm -hmm. How in your region, because I know in the region up here, even though I'm not in it anymore, I know they only had like three or four open riders total Mm -hmm. in the whole region. So, so how big is your region? Like how many riders were you competing against in open at regionals? At regionals, I believe there were six of us. Okay. I think. Yeah. And then Uh, you get, and then you get to zones where the class is, was it 12? um, Because it's the top two from each of the regions. Zones. I. Yes. Individually, I want to say 12. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So then at zones. Yeah. The team classes were smaller, but individually, I think they were 12. Yeah. Okay. So at zones, how did you do individually? Um, I would, I won the flat at zones. Um, and 
I won the open over fences as well individually. Okay. And your team, your team qualified. Yes. My team qualified. Um, and we had, it was myself and my teammates, Alexa Williams and Emily Walker also qualified individually. Nice. In their respective division. So that was really exciting. Yeah. So then you get to come compete at Harrisburg. I know. So you that was come so full cool. circle, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 No, that was a really cool experience. Um, you know, getting to be right in our, right in our backyard. And did you, um, did your team and coach also bring horses? We did bring two horses um, and they schooled great. Um, but unfortunately did, they did not get selected to show. Okay. Okay. So take us through um, your uh, individual and, and team classes. So did you compete in five classes? Were you individual and team? For yes, both? that's correct. Yep. Oh my gosh. I, <laughs> I had a rider once that did all of that and that's, that's exhausting. So, so before you get to the Cassione, talk about the results for all those other classes. Um. I was the first person to show actually, because, uh, the first class of the horse show is the open over fences right. for individuals. Um, and I went into that class, you know, just wanting to get in there and ride, you know, obviously I was feeling pretty nervous and I, I was a little more nervous just cause it was the first class. Um, and I drew big shot from Centenary university who a couple of my teammates had flatted at zones. So we, we adored him already. Um, and you know, I was a little nervous because I was thinking he's not really my type, you know, he's a very big horse and I, you know, I just am drawn to the smaller, more, uh, more handy. Yeah. And so I, you know, was just a little, little nervous about him. Uh, even though he's a beautiful horse, I watched him school and, you know, he looked amazing, but I was just didn't know if I'd be able to put in a good ride on him. And so I, you know, just went in there and just wanted to ride. And I was actually really happy with my round. Um, I think we got an 85 and that put me in third. Nice. Uh, and then they called back the top four to test. Um, and we did a test and I ended up on top after that. Nice. (laughs) So I had a great start to nationals. So you have to tell me, uh, um, because I watched that class, but, but I don't really remember, did you move up because you did something snazzy or did the other people have mistakes that moved them down or was it a combo? Um, I honestly can't really remember how other people's rides were because I think I was just, you know, kind of running around and, um, but, and I tried to, you know, I just tried to put in the best, uh, Right. I could, I didn't do, there was another, like, there was another inside turn from there was, it was the second fence. It was rolling back to a a single on the outside and there was an opportunity to do a really tight turn. And again, riding such a large horse, I just thought there's no way I'm going to be able to make this as handy as I want it to be. Yeah. Great. Okay. So then Um, how'd you do in that other so the next class was, oh gosh, um, I believe the individual flat. Okay. Yes. It was my, it was the individual open flat. Uh, and I was third there. 
Um, And then we had the, it was the Cashion over fences and then the Cashion flat. And for the over fences, I drew major from SCAD uh, and he was fabulous. I was really happy with that round. Um, We, I think the top score was an 88 um, and I got an 87.5. Nice. So I was second after the over fences. And then uh, I flatted another scad horse uh, for the, the flat phase uh, Maverick. And he was great. And I think that the flat helped me a lot because I was, he, he was really nice on the flat and I was really able to show off the uh, extended trot and canner, which right. they asked for. Nice. And that, flat put me on top with a 93 Mm. okay Um, so then you then you go to the work off day which is the third day correct yes and uh how many tested i don't six six yes okay and so talk about that work off so i was actually um i was a little nervous going into it well i was very nervous but i (laughs) had showed in the team open over fences earlier in the morning, right. Um, right before the test. And I was 10th. I think I didn't, uh, I had a kind of a funky first jump. Okay. Um, it just wasn't, you know, I think I, I was a little nervous. I, yeah, you know, was thinking about the test a lot and I just got in there and, you know, didn't quite put in my best ride, but, um, I think that almost, helped me in a way because I came off of that ride thinking, okay, I just really need to get in there. And, yeah. You know, I can't think too much, just got to go in and ride. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I drew snowbound who, uh, is from Hollins and mm-hmm. he was just an absolute blast. I had so much fun on him. Yeah. Um, and the test was, you know, a little, a, cu- a couple fences, but then there was like a little, a little test on the flat and you had to do three changes of lead in front of the judges. Um, and he was great. Um, I was really happy with it. Uh, and yeah. And yeah, she won. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, I, you know, I wasn't sure exactly how things would end up because I didn't do the, you know, I didn't choose the hardest options for the test because, you know, I didn't do the direct from the trot jump to the IHSA um, because not having been able to walk it and not having ever sat on this horse before, I just didn't think that it was worth taking that kind of risk. Right. And, Um, and, And he's a little more green than the others, right? Yeah. I had watched him throughout the week and, you know, he just didn't seem quite as handy as the others. Um, he ended up actually, you know, I, he was super nice and smooth to ride, but I just think it wouldn't have been quite what I would have wanted. Um, if I had chosen that option. And so I was pretty, I was happy with my plan. Um, if I had had more than the first jump under me before the, the trot jump, I think I might've been able to make a decision, but I just wanted to stick to a plan. And so I went in and just, did what I had had originally thought of. And, uh, that's, that's kind of what we stuck with and he was great. And you, you could probably see because they, you dismount from your horses and then you come in, but these top six don't know what their final order is going to be. 
So you came in and, you, and you're facing the end gate. So you can see your teammates and your coach. And I was mm-hmm. watching them too. Mm-hmm. They were so cute as they got to sixth place. They're, they're getting up to third. They're all <laughs> holding each other's hand. You saw them, right? Yeah. They're holding each other's hands. They announced second, you know, well, announced third. And they're, they're like looking at each other and jumping up and down. And, and they announced second and, oh, they, they just lost it. And then they just waited there, you know, like get all this pomp and circumstance over. And then they just dive bond you. It was so cute. I know it was such an amazing experience and getting to have all my teammates there was uh, just absolutely incredible. Right. Right. So talk a little bit. I, I know normally you wouldn't even talk about this, but talk about what you won. So besides a big ribbon and a trophy, <laughs> You, you won the prestigious Cashion Cup that is a perpetual trophy that that comes back each year. And with so many, you know, BZ Madden, Peter Wild, you know, so many famous names on it. So um, but talk about what else you won. What are what are some of the prizes? Yeah, there were um, so many great prizes uh, for every single every single class that I was in. You know, had absolutely amazing prizes. But for Cashion in particular, I I got a five hundred dollar gift card to um, one the the one of the shops that was in the. the um, uh, it was the equestrian team apparel. Uh, they they sponsored the class and I was able to get a $500 gift card there. And then, you know, various other gift cards, t- such as a $40 gift card to um, it's the hunt hunt club. Yeah. Uh, and they make, you know, great apparel. Um, I got a tack trunk, uh, a saddle from collegiate, um, a $1,500 uh, grant from USEF. So really, really a lot of amazing. <laughs> yeah. Things. That's great. That's great. And then what has, um, the press been like, I know I saw an article, I think I saw in stride and cr- probably Chronicle had, have there been other, uh, did you have interviews while you were there and afterwards? Yeah, there were, um, a couple people, you know, came up to me from various, um, various places, uh, after I won and I've seen articles from the plot horse, uh, like you said, the Chronicle and in stride. Um, I believe there was another, another one, but I'm blanking on the name here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was super cool to be featured in those yeah. articles. Yeah. Well, and it's, um, I actually had been watching you because I'm not still in, in the collegiate world. I I'm not familiar with the riders. And one of my friends is a judge and used to coach a team. And she said, Oh, I'm going to keep my eye on Juliana. She's <laughs> a lovely rider. So oh my gosh. You, you had people looking at wow. you even, yeah. Even before you, uh, before oh, you knew you so did. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So I always ask everyone, Juliana, what do you like to do when you're not riding a horse? I, it, <laughs> re, 
Yeah, yeah. I'm um, I'm a huge animal person. Uh, I just adopted a puppy, so I'm pretty, pretty wrapped up in that right now. Yeah. Um, but other than that, you know, I spend a lot of time outside. I love to read. Uh, I like to swim. But most of my time, I'd say, is spent in a barn. <laughs> yes, totally, totally. Well, thank you, Juliana. Uh, thank you so much for being on the podcast. And once again, congratulations on your great achievement. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the Athletic Equestrian Podcast. If you'd like more information on this podcast or any of our other podcasts, you can contact me at athleticequestrian at gmail.com. This podcast was produced by Jack Boyata, and the music is by Kitcher.